You found the audio version of the weekly Con Culture podcast, Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Every Sunday, Leonard Sultana, along with co-host Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum, are joined by con bloggers and special guests to talk about the past seven days in con news and all of the big pop culture headlines. This is Season 3, Episode 42, broadcast on Sunday the 5th of June. Two big sales took place this week with varying degrees of success. The hotel waitlist was unveiled and began rolling out to those people desperately trying to nail down lodgings for their trip to San Diego, and Funko released the tickets for their massively popular Funko Fun Days off-site event. Michael P. joins us to talk about both. Talking Comic-Con is supported this season by Dark Bunny Tees, purveyors of quality movie and TV-themed merchandise. Head to darkbunnytees.com to find your next big favourite addition to your wardrobe. Welcome to Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. It is 45 days to San Diego Comic-Con 2016. It's six weeks and three days. The news is starting to roll in quite a lot, and we've got quite a bit to talk about today. But we also have ourselves a sponsor in terms of a giveaway that we do each and every week. We didn't do one last week because I was doing an outside broadcast from MCM Comic-Con. Uh, in London. So we weren't able to do the giveaway last week, but uh, we can do the giveaway from two weeks ago. Uh, The idea was that uh, if you uh, sent in a tweet using the hashtag GimmeMyDBT, basically uh, you went to the uh, Darbany Tees site, you chose your favourite, and you kind of chose the the shirt that you would like. And we have uh, randomly chosen uh, the uh, the person who has won themselves uh, a T-shirt. So let me just uh, pull this up because I did put it to one side. Congratulations to Angela Copley uh, <gasps> on uh, the Twitters uh, who said that she would love these Thank Industries T-shirt. And it is very, very good. She's absolutely right. The Stank, Stank Industries shirt is very, very good. Do check that out. Right. So... Two great guests on the show today. Uh, my regular partner in crime, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I am well. It's been a week and a half. Uh, Wednesday was, uh, you know, ticket sales, badge sales, 101. You know, both Funko and the hotel wait list, and both of which we will get into later. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's been a frantic old week. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so, yes, we'll talk all about that. If you do, by the way, if you wanted to jump in on uh, the Q&A on the, uh, the Google Plus event page, do let us know if there's anything that you want to talk about or if there's any questions you have. Do let us know. I mean, we've got a bunch of people already. Uh, Brett Rose, uh, afternoon from Kansas. Hope you found a fun day's ticket for your wife. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm looking for one. Uh, Jason Coe from <laughs> Orange County, California. Craig Linders from South Dakota. Uh, Cedric Carmichael from Northridge, California. Um, and Janine um, uh, Nakaro is asking, uh, does a mimosa count? Uh, I think that's what the beverage of choice is. But we also have ourselves another guest. Let's move straight on. We have ourselves Michael P. joining us. Hello, Michael. How are you, sir? Hi, guys. I'm doing well, and it's good morning from Colorado Springs, Colorado. 
Very nice indeed. Um, so, yes, how's your week been in terms of, like, um, yeah, wait lists and hotel sales and stuff? I think I think we've all been a little bit way too stressed out over it. I'm like a list. I actually had a place, and, and you know which you know where where I'm staying, right? But I was watching all this, and I and I checked the wait list. I swear to God, they could. I don't know how they could have done it worse than they did, but you know maybe it's possible. Yes, it has been a little bit of a car crash. Uh, I think we can I think we can all agree on that. But well, we will. I mean, if you have been taking part in the wait list this week. Jumping on the Q&A, let us know what your experience has been uh, this week. Do let us know what has happened. So the souvenir book today, the souvenir has been released uh, this week with the Wonder Wonder Woman cover. And we we have confirmation, I think, both from CCI and from Miss Kitty on the forum that that will indeed be the the, um, T-shirt. Yeah, this is artwork that's been uh, done by Babs Tarr. I'm trying to pull it up now from the uh, Comic-Con uh, website. If you've not seen it yet, it is absolutely... I think it's gorgeous. I mean, admittedly, it's perfect timing because uh, we had the anniversary of Batman a couple of years ago. Obviously, Batman featured very heavily on the cover and throughout the uh, uh, the, the Comic-Con uh, experience. I think it looks gorgeous. Um, she always does a fantastic job. I mean, I know that um, Alyssa's not overly convinced I'm I'm not what I I'm not a big fan of the stylized though you know with the straight lines and there's something a little odd with the face so I it's not a piece that I would normally go for I tend to like more of a Jack Kirby a larger chunkier kind of features but that's for what it is, it's great, and it'll make a wonderful shirt. I, what Miss Kitty asks on the forum, what color shirt do you think they'll put that design on? <laughs> I'm voting for tan and or white. That's what I would like to see. Um, I, I, when, it, when it comes out, I think I'll probably be buying that in white, because I think that's just a nice... Like you say, it's a very bright design. I think it, it works well. Um uh, so that I think it works well. Michael, I agree with your. I, I, I agree with you on on um, on the on the style itself. You're right. The face is not quite right, and some of the other proportions are are odd. But uh, a white t-shirt, I think, is going to work best on that. Um, but when are they going on sale? Do we? Do you know? Well, the uh, the timing on that is usually about four weeks. You, you're usually looking about four weeks out. So, Comic-Con have turned around and said that from here on in, they're going to be releasing stuff and information pretty much every day. Uh, so, I wouldn't be at all surprised that if uh, within the next seven days we are going to find out about the T-shirts and get the, the prices and availabilities and all that stuff and nonsense. So, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. That would be nice. That would be nice. Usually what I like with the T-shirts is the the alternate. Um, like last year, they had the free speech uh, bone alternate. Um, um, was it for the uh, it, uh, for the, uh, the charity that they do the mm-hmm. comics art, art defense? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> comic defense league fund or something. Yes, but it's usually one of the characters that has got an anniversary coming up. So it, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, what they do with that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 
the RFID, the other thing that came out was the badges. Right. Well, very well. Yeah, very quickly, just to wrap up the T-shirt. I mean, Sarita P is turning around saying, "I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that of the um, Wonder Woman art. It looks different." I appreciate that it looks slightly off, but I actually think it looks very much like the uh, DC Supergirls, their animated series kind of design, the that kind of uh, Batman animated kind of vibe. I, I I personally like it. But hopefully in the next seven days we'll find out about that. So RFID badges. Uh, now the Pro badges went out this week, or a number of them have rolled out to people. Uh, what, tell us all about that, Alyssa. Uh, they have the same design as the WonderCon badges. So if you're familiar with those um, and the size of the WonderCon badges, you'll know what to expect. But they are significantly wider. You can kind of see my hands, and that's about... And I wish I had brought my WonderCon, thought to bring my WonderCon badge up, but they're about like that as opposed to um, what they were last year, uh, you know, in this size. So they are going to be a little bit more chunky, and the edges are sharper um, than they were before. Um, a number of... Always handy if you're walking down downtown, if someone just tried to steal your badge, you can just grab it and... <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're sharp enough to cut, to cut or or to be dangerous in any by any means. But it, it's stiffer. Falling down, it can, that can be sorted out. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I don't know when to expect any of the other badges to start mailing. Have you heard anything else about badges being mailed? No. Next round. No. Uh, as far as I'm aware, like I say, it's the pro badges that have gone out. Uh, we have been speaking to a couple of people who are talking about the fact that it's the same badge design at WonderCon. So they did actually use the same design uh, on the pro badges they did on the standard attendee. So it's more than likely that Fear the Walking Dead will be your badge design. If Fox have got the money to throw around to fund CCI to do RFID, all the power to them. Uh, but it looks like well, uh, Fear the Walking Dead is going to be the design for this year's badge. Um, I would be, I'd be surprised if they mailed them out to general attendees this early. Uh, if anything, because I think the sooner or the closer they get to the con, the easier it is to combat um, scalping and reselling of badges or whatever it takes to do whatever nefarious people do. Um, I think... I don't think it's going to happen just yet. I think you're going to be looking more at uh, the middle of this month rather than uh, certainly in the next couple of weeks. I, I mean, I was kind of thinking that we might see um, uh, press and or volunteer badges go out, you know, in the next round. And then, you know, or, or it would be rolled out slowly. Um, that was my thought, but I have no basis in in any reality as opposed to the rumblings in my lower intestines <laughs> to go by. I don't know where that sentence was going. I really know where <laughs> Sorry. I was, you know, gut. I was trying to say gut in a nice way, but I couldn't quite get it there. Sorry. Sorry, guys, for that image. Nobody wants it <laughs> this yeah. early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Gut was so much easier than that, than, than, than that other one. But the, the issue with the volunteer badges, I don't think there's – do you think they're actually going to do some of the volunteer badges? Because I know I volunteered 
and we haven't received anything. And, and there's some of us that will, you know, offer to volunteer before Comic-Con starts. And so we haven't received any emails. And, and I would be surprised if there's anything I, – I, I would be surprised if they send a badge, especially RFID, because they usually just let us in, and then we stay behind everything. And someone always walks us through. Yeah. So, so I They've been very sporadic with the volunteer stuff this year, I've noticed. It's been very – there hasn't been the flow of information that you would usually get for your volunteer. Right. Uh, communication. I, I found, I've, I've noticed that. I'm yeah. going to take a quick read of the inf- information packet that they sent out in February uh, yeah. to me and see if I can see anything about uh, badge mailings, whether or not they'll mail us uh, what they'll be doing for that. But you're probably right with regards to actually picking them up at the con. And uh, what was I thinking? You know, just chalk it up to me being Saturday and having weird words. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Sunday. Um, Sunday. So, Sunday. <laughs> we can get the day wrong. Okay. <laughs> While you're doing that, then, having a look at uh, very quickly at that, uh, let's talk with Michael regarding the hotel waitlist, then. Uh, the reason why we got Michael on is because if you do follow Michael on Twitter – or if you just follow anyone on Twitter, especially myself, uh, Alyssa, or uh, the um, unofficial blog, Michael has been talking to all of us about his experiences because he has been absolutely the point guard when it comes to on-peak and about the uh, the hotel waitlist. Could you tell us a little bit more about sort of like your experience before the waitlist? I mean, what was your experience of the actual hotel sale? Oh, all right. Hotel sale uh, went a little bit on the crazy side because they told us not to use our phones. So, of course, I used my phone, and then I said, oh, you can't use the phone. I must use the computer, so I used the computer. The phone actually came up first, guys. The phone actually came up first, and I said, oh, don't do that. Use the computer. Well, I was wrong because the phone, um, I, I would have gone in sooner. But now, having said that, you know, uh, the first place they gave me was out in the boondocks. I call it the boondocks. It was like four or five miles out, and I told them, I told them no, thank you. Um, then I call them every once or I call them either once or twice a week for a while, and I have to admit, I think I talked to them five different times, and I got five different answers, five different answers. Then I emailed them, got another answer. So I think I got about six different answers from them. And um, and then, of course, what they finally decided to do when they finally announced, the, you know, that the waitlist emails would be going out was absolutely different from everything they told me. So six different answers, and the reality was different than the six different answers. It, it's, you know, it was interesting. Now, having said that, once once they let me back, I actually got a waitlist email the other day on Friday. So once I went into the waitlist, None of the places that I that were on my six top, you know, that, that were on my list were on on the wait list. Not only that, when the, the default setting for 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 when I went in there didn't show all the places that were available because some of them were only available one or two days. So since I had originally told them I wanted uh, Tuesday through uh, Monday, they only showed me the hotels that had Tuesday through Monday without showing me all the other hotels that still had a few days available so that I could pick and choose. Maybe I could do uh, two days here or two days there, you know, some, you know, like that. And, and so it, it, it was it, the only way I found out that there were other hotels available is because 
thanks to friends at CCI, CC, well, I call it still CCI, right? You guys, uh, they had their, you know, the Tapita, and so one guy there was like really good, uh, Steve D, and, and showing all the things that were available, and he says, well, no, these are still available, but only Thursday and Saturday. So then I had to go in there, I had to change the dates. I had no dates on there. Remember this, I had no dates on there. I actually had to put specifically Saturday in there. When I put Saturday, then all these hotels showed up. So I can't tell you what was going on. I swear to God, this is this has got to you know it's it's like you have to you have to know to look five ten different places to figure out what in the blank was actually happening with these people. It it was not intuitive. It was not transparent. It was not obvious. Um, you couldn't you couldn't go by what they told you. I, I don't know well, what to think. It's also ringing them as well, haven't you? Yeah, uh, actually, I call, I call them a couple. Actually, I call them more than once. Yeah. So I mean, I know I know that when you did ring them, you were getting different messages. A different answer. A different answer each time. Every you know, I I I I had at least five different phone calls with them. Five different answers. I sent them an email to get something in writing, and that was different from the five different answers I had. And then we had I had I had another friend call them um, too, who was on the wait list. And he got a different answer. I mean, literally, we, we got different answers every time we called. So just at, walking walking me through the whole process, because admittedly, I was very wrapped up in the Funko sale that day. It seemed as though that around um, noon or 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, that's when Pacific time is when they – when they started doing the email, sending the emails out with the wait lists uh, link and the passwords that you needed to access the, the site. So people are still waiting on that password to access it. Just is that? Go, just yes. jump in there as well. Um, I did get the original email saying that I was on the wait list and to wait on any communication from them. Not a word. Well, I haven't heard a word since. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on the second wave, all right? So they, they sent out the first wave on on uh, Wednesday at the time you were talking about between, I think, between 12 and 1 uh, Pacific Standard Time. And then on Friday, they sent out the second wave in between 1 and 2 Pacific Standard Time. And and so, but now, having said that, with all this going on, what happened is if, if, you, if you were fortunate enough to, to keep checking the site itself because they have a, a, a standard site where if you're just an attendee, what's been happening is hotel rooms downtown have popped up on that screen for anywhere from an hour to two hours or even less, right? And if you were quick enough, you could actually – people have actually were able to get um, – the Hilton, the Hilton Bayfront popped up for like 10 minutes some people were fortunate enough, and I think you saw this, Alyssa, on, on your, on your, you know, on the Friends of CC site. You got it. So, I mean, but how did that happen? It's just like if you just happened to check, it would popped up there, and it wasn't part of it. It wasn't on the wait list part. It was on the attendee side. So it's like anyone could have done it, even if you weren't on the wait list. So, I mean, that sounds like it was a mistake on uh, on Peak's side by not classifying it correctly for the um, the wait list um, folks. I mean, that w- that exactly. that's my 
that's my guess with you know with some of the technical problems that they're having so once people got in on Wednesday at around you know mid afternoon how quickly I mean, and I know Steve D. did a fabulous job with um, keeping us updated with um, the the links. He's he's great. But how fast did the rooms kind of uh, get get distributed to people? Are there still rooms available for the for the second round of people you were in the oh, second round? Absolutely, there's still rooms available. Um, you just have to be really careful on that. I think Steve's been able to show the most, you know, how, you know, the rooms that are showing up there. You have to be careful because what happens is, is that my password went to a certain default. It did not show all the rooms that were available. It just showed me the rooms that were, were available during my original request. So if, if you change, if you, if you just go in there and you start looking for certain days or something like that, then you might, you, you might be able to find more rooms, but I mean, I, it, it, it's not it's not intuitive by any stretch of the imagination. It's not obvious what they're doing. And like I said, my default setting didn't show all the rooms that were available on certain nights. So if, say, for instance, the, the, the Married Marquis, it had two nights available, Thursday and Saturday still available. I don't God knows how they have Saturday available, but they had Thursday and Saturday. So, but it didn't show up on mine. My default just eliminated that because they only had two days available. My default went with it had to have like five days available, and so it only showed me the ones that had five days available. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. A couple of comments coming in on the Q and A um, from uh, I want to try and have a run at this name, so bear with me if I do get it wrong. Uh, Migdalia Melendez. I think I got that right. Is that right first time around? Who knows? Uh, not everyone would want to move hotels, so it makes sense to show hotels with full availability for your whole stay. Uh, also adds, the only thing that I hated was the waiting room, uh, but really the only thing that was awful about this ESL was the lack of communication from CCI, uh, not just CCI. Uh, it's, on, uh, yeah, back. it's on peak uh, on this one. Um, I, I, I get the distinct impression that on peak has the I am a global company um, problem and the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. So, you know, you as Mike was saying, you call up one customer service room in and get the, the people in Chicago who don't know what the people in San Diego are doing, who don't know what the people in New York are doing, and it's on peak. Um, I, I get the distinct feeling that CCI would love on peak to have a consistent message. <laughs> as would we. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, but l let me just say this, though. You know, the person said that, you know, uh, it's good to show, you know, if, if whatever your choices are. But in the past, what happened is you would put in the dates first and then it would l eliminate the ones. Now it just automatically eliminates them without showing. And, and to me, that's a rather odd way of doing it. It's, it's better to show them and then you tell them what dates you have. And then at that point, it does the filtering. In my case, it filtered before I ever saw it, which which I find a little bit odd and a little bit troubling, because it's, it's, I'm not sure what's actually happening there when it does it that way, you know. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. They've done it better in the past, and so I, I, I based on what they did in the past, okay. That makes sense. 
I agree. I mean, it's it's kind of the problem, like, you know, if you've got the default settings are automatically eliminate a bunch of options for you, then you don't know that you have those options. Um, but that's that's my problem with software in general, with all of the software that, that um, thinks, like, I understand Apple and iTunes and Macs and the PC Mac thing, but Apple tends to eliminate a lot of defaults and uh, or a lot of uh, a lot of options for you. So I, I totally get where you're coming from, Mike. And unfortunately, sometimes you just have to drill down and note and you know f- force it to do what you want it to do. Find a workaround. And thank Any God other for questions? Steve. No, yes, no, thank God for Steve. Yeah, if, if if he hadn't done that, there's no, I wouldn't have known it. There's no way I would have known that those were other other days were available. And you know, I'm one of those people. You know, I'm by myself, so you know, I could just, I could do a room, you know, room here, room there, moving, you know, moving, you know, twice during Comic Con. Eh, no big deal. You know, I know a lot of people wouldn't want to do it, but there's some of us who don't care. Well, I mean, yeah, we've had a, a comment from, uh, let me just uh, see where I can uh, find this one. Uh, this was from, uh, oh yeah, Super Catchick, who we're watching. Hello there. Uh, I shouldn't be too bothered since I'm a couple miles out, but still downtown. But I also got a confirmation that I'm on the wait list, but no emails yet. It's just the, the lack of communication, I think, is just what's really wound a lot of people up uh, with this one. Um, Jason Coe. Agrees with Michael Leventhal. Wife hated moving hotels in the middle of the SDC week. It's a hella, hellacious experience. <laughs> I think that's a comment to you, uh, Alyssa. I would hate, I would hate to have to move in the middle of a week. But I usually get a condo, and I usually am in for the entire week. I mean, if I could go down there for ten days, I would go for ten days, and just you know. Enjoy San Diego before and enjoy San Diego after. Um, I, I do like the condos. <laughs> Janine Lacaro, I actually found my waitlist notification notification in my spam. <laughs> Which is just utterly bizarre. One of the things that I've done on the forum initially, we were going to try and work some sort of an exchange for people, um, but because OnPeak is being so flaky, for lack of a better word, with its communication, um, I've decided to to back away from doing anything uh, with regards to that. I encourage people to, oh my, you're very blue, Leonard. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm out some... Sorry, shiny squirrel. I just went, you know, ADD there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, with the forum has decided to back away from facilitating any exchanges because I simply cannot afford to get involved in um, an on-peak being uh, wacky and all of a sudden deciding like they did. Uh, well, I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but um, deciding like they did to not take duplicate. Uh, submissions in the uh, initial process. So um, I I have to back away from this one right now, unfortunately. People have been able to uh, find each other on the forum, but it's at your own risk. Please please go into it with your eyes open. If you do get a a wait list code from somebody or, or, or the like, 
Any other questions, Leonard? Um, I, to be honest, the comments that I'm getting in on the Q&A is about the fact that um, they were also uh, sent emails stating they were going to be on the wait list and received nothing since. Uh, Sarita P is uh, saying she hasn't heard anything since. Uh, so plenty of people kind of uh, jumping in on uh, that one, um, which is just uh, it's just utterly frustrating. Um, and yeah, I think that's I, on peak. Have got some very serious questions to answer. Not now, not just now, but once the con is over and done with. This is going to be way, this is going to be a, a long-running conversation. It's just insane. Janine Lacaro, I just booked a suite at the Hard Rock for Monday and Tuesday after Comic-Con. The Hard Rock has rooms starting at $120 a night starting on Sunday. Yeah, um, I got, uh, I was in the, the, the uh, sorry, myself and uh, my other half, uh, much better half, was in the um, uh, the hotel sale. Uh, it was Caroline that did actually get into the, uh, the hotel sale and got the room uh, booked. Uh, it says a lot that um, we're actually coming into uh, town the Thursday before uh, San Diego Comic Con, and we're actually staying the week after. The 11 days that we're stopping uh, in San Diego is the same value as two nights at San Diego Comic Con week. So that says an awful lot about um, hotels and Comic Con and how much money is <laughs> floating around. And no Absolutely. The uh, hotels are very eager to keep us coming to San Diego. So, Absolutely, I, I am. I have to. How many people? Oh, this is from Mark Sturby. Good question as well. How many people are going to be put off from going to Comic Con next year because of hotel apocalypse? <laughs> None. Yeah. Everybody's going to be in there fighting it out just like next year, you know, just like this year. But it will be interesting to see how much control CCI can um, enforce. Thank you. <laughs> on on peak. Uh, it, you know, it. I think the thing that we just need is one consistent logical message from on peak if we were to get one voice if on peak was to speak to cci in san diego the same way cci speaks to us one voice one consistent voice i think we would all be a lot happier i agree with that yeah michael Michael, about your experience and no I think you, I mean, you've been very comprehensive. I just wanted to check if there was anything else that kind of jumped out. I just want to say, I just hope everybody's going to go back to Talkback Comic Con and let them know. And, um, because I think that's going to be very, very important. And, you know, obviously, I I think we, I think we raise a lot of really, uh, salient issues. But my, one quick point, when they, when we finally got that email from Comic Con, which basically said that, you know, the wait list would start on a certain date, you know, all they had to do, if you think about it, if that had been there from the very beginning, which basically said that they were waiting until all the, uh, you know, uh, the time was passed on the refunds, and et cetera, one simple message like that, one simple message just saying basically we won't start the wait list until this date because we want to work through all these things first, so please don't contact us because we, don't, we will not do that before this, and then for those on the wait list, we will notify you then. It, it, it was just really just that simple. It, it honestly is not rocket science, guys. It's not rocket science. I do happen to agree that the more information people have, the 
the calmer people will be in general. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Uh, I think we'll leave that particular conversation there. Like I say, I think it's going to be something that is going to extend beyond Comic-Con. But yes, I would recommend that, as Michael says, do head to the talkback. And the more that they are told that it needs to, is, is a situation that added more stress on an already stressful situation. Uh, considering that people at this point are still not entirely sure where they're staying. It's just ridiculous at this point. At six weeks out, this should be sorted. Um, a quick reminder, we are running a giveaway uh, on the Hangout today to win a Dark Bunny Tees t-shirt. It's one of the range from Dark Bunny Tees. Uh, if you want to head to darkbunnytees.com, check out their range, see what uh, shirt jumps out at you. I mean, we've got several people who are saying, that talks to me. That's one of my favourite films, or that's my kind of era, because the guys from Dark Bunny Tees, they like their classic films. Do check out the range. Send us a tweet using the hashtag, GimmeMyDBT, uh, and we will be picking a random shirt, uh, a random tweeter at the end of the show and providing them with a Dark Bunny Tees shirt. So please do get that uh, hashtag uh, running and also use the, the address as well, darkbunnytees.com. Let them know that uh, you're going through their website at this point. Uh, very quickly, because uh, I do know we've got some other stuff uh, on the menu, but someone's brought up a question. This is Fernando Barago. Hello, uh, Fernando. Uh, with the SDCC membership outage, did anyone actually have any odd issues? I think this is more for everybody who was um, or does check on their member ID. Um, uh, we had a couple of comments on Twitter. I believe Neil uh, mentioned that uh, it was possibly just a database corruption or just some work that they were doing on the member ID database uh, during that short period of time when uh, there was an outage and basically it was just to make sure that if anyone was making any changes to their member ID it wasn't being uh, dismissed by the reintroduction of the old database being transferred over. If you did have any issues off the outage let us know on the uh, Google Plus event or on Twitter. We'd be very curious to see how that actually did affect anybody. So there we go. That was my assessment, too. That makes complete sense that they just had a corrupt database that needed to revert. Yeah. Okay. Funko! We. <laughs> you go first, Leonard. Okay. <laughs> they all went like that. There we go. That's the end of that conversation. Let's move on. Uh, yes, it was the Funko Friday sale that took place uh, at uh, 12 o'clock uh, on... Um, uh, sorry, on the, was it 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock? Uh, either way, it, um, it, it happened on the hour. They, it was as part of their, on their, uh, on their Funko website, uh, selling the, te the tickets, at which point um, the, ba the badge appeared and pretty much emptied straight away. Um, from all accounts, uh, we're looking at a badge, oh, sorry, a, a, a ticket ratio of around... 1,200 to 1,500 people. That's how many people they can actually allow into that ballroom at uh, the uh, uh, Manchester... Uh, uh, is it Manchester? Or is it the Grand Hyatt? Is that the same um, hotel? <laughs> I, don't, I, I forget where it, where it yeah, is. Um, I think it's at the Manchester. Um, either way, um, from all reports, we're looking at anywhere between 8 and 16 seconds I mean, oh, Alyssa's saying 
What, Hyatt. 11? <laughs> no, no, Hyatt. Hyatt. <laughs> <Dr>. Hyatt. <laughs> Eight to 16 seconds, and they were all gone. That It was just insane. It was something that we kind of predicted that was going to happen because Funko haven't at this point announced uh, previously that, that that's what they were going to an actual date for the actual sale. Everyone just sat around and dived in, and it just that's it. They were all gone. For myself, it was rather frustrating because I actually was doing it on my phone because I was uh, updating. No, I was update, um, uploading some video to YouTube. Uh, so my computer was completely uh, maxed out at this point. Went on to 4G. 4G, people! 4G! Uh, and went on to the sale and actually got two tickets into the checkout. Except I was a bit eager and I hit the button again. And it then dropped those two tickets out and reloaded the page. So I lost the two tickets. So, ah. never mind. Ah. However, it re- I mean, that happened 45 seconds into the, the sale. Um, it really was that quick for my uh, response. But speaking to people, like I say, anywhere between six, uh, sorry, eight to 16 seconds, that's how long it took for them to go. Right. Um, it's going to be a popular uh, day. It's, well, it's going to be a popular evening, as always. And if you've seen the videos on YouTube, you know it is utter bedlam. Um, Alyssa, you've got tickets. Uh, what was, are you expecting? Have you been before? Um, I was a little bit... I went a little bit last year. I had also uh, been in the Star Wars uh, celebrate uh, Star Wars panel, so I was invited to the the concert they had, which is the same time as the Funko Party. I left uh, on the way over to the Star Wars concert. I went over to the Funko Party to pick up my box, get some food because. Free food. I paid for it. I was hungry. And I got to watch a little bit of uh, what happened. I did go back to the Star Wars party to, to finish up the concert because that was so special. But um, I am looking forward to going for the entire evening, which also means, Leonard, unfortunately, I will not be with you for the Eisners because it's the same night. Yes, one, yet one more thing. You know I... What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can kind of understand that. I think somehow the demographic between Eisner's and Funko is not a massive Venn oh, diagram. Yeah, there's oh, not a lot. Of, yeah. uh, so I, I think, um, yeah, if, if I'm one of the odd ones that does overlap. I mean, I, I'll go. I'll try any. I'll try most anything. Regardless, um, I did get two tickets in my cart. Um, I have been trying to get Mondo posters, um, and there is a tie-in here. I'm going someplace with this, guys. I've been trying to get Mondo posters into my cart and pay for them for the last year. I have gotten incredibly good with these kinds of things and was able to get um, these two Funko tickets into my cart and actually pay for them without any errors. So I and one of my best friends are going to Funko tonight. Otherwise, I would have offered uh, Caroline the ticket, (laughs) my extra ticket. I will will admit, um, I was trying to buy tickets, and it was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. I decided like five minutes beforehand that I would have a go at the the sale. Um, yeah, I'm not 
I mean, I like my Funkos. I love, okay, I love my Funkos. But Caroline's the big fan. And I would have loved to have just, because not only that, but people are talking about this thing being utterly mental, being this insane kind of party and sale. She's Welsh. She can, she knows how to handle herself. All right. <laughs> she, lots, lots of elbows. She's short. She can get in. I've been on the Funko uh, fanatic, fanatic board um, also, and there's a lot of uh, diehard Funko fans who are not able to get tickets either, who are trying. So it's you're not unique. Um, I heard that they did increase the the venue size to um, uh, from a thousand to fifteen hundred. So maybe there will be um, a couple of you know, extra tickets flying, if you know, around. Well, well last year, if you've seen the video on YouTube, it was a very large stage, very large runway running uh, down the, the center. So I think, they've, I think they're going to scale back the kind of floor show, as it were, to allow and to get more people to win. Um, uh, Migdalia is uh, saying, not me, it's insane every year just not bothering at all, which is understandable. Uh, Brett Rose, my F5 key had a lot of action on Wednesday, but I did get in immediately and got my tickets. Craziest sale I've been part of. And when it comes to Comic-Con, that's a bold statement to make. Um, It was was right up there, in my opinion, as the uh, Star Wars Celebration Orlando ticket, VIP tickets. It was the same, the same concept. The only difference was, is with the Star Wars celebration tickets, if you didn't buy them, they went back into the general population, so you might have gotten it. If you refreshed, you might have gotten a ticket. I'm not sure if that was the same way using Everbright. Yeah. Uh, Sarita P took off work, knowing that my work computer is ill-equipped for this madness. Uh, got got a ticket. Uh, it was going to be her first time going. So excellent. And uh, she doesn't have a Friday badge, so it it will be. It, that's wonderful. That's great. No badge needed for uh, the Funko. <laughs> is it something that uh, appeals to you, Michael? Is it something that uh, you know that kind of event? I was going to go, but you know I want to do the Isers this year and. Um, you know, I'm a diehard uh, a Nerd HQ. Thursday night, Nerd HQ. Friday night, if I can get invited to that party, I want to go to that party on Friday night. So, yeah, I, I was going to, you know, there's so many things happy. Come on, guys. I mean, there's there, you cannot be unhappy. There's always something great, not good, great happening. So, you know. Very good point. Very good point. Um, Actually, McCallion is asking, is there a uh, Funko party uh, recap somewhere? Uh, Alyssa, if you could just very quickly go onto YouTube. There is actually a video that was posted by Funko as kind of like a a recap of 2015. If you could just uh, try and uh, dial that up for me, please. I will. I will. The one thing that I did say to somebody on the forum who um, is their first time in San Diego and they were devastated that they didn't get the Funko tickets, um, and this goes to any of the new folks out there who've never been to San Diego before, You every day you always have three plans, your plan A, your plan B, and your plan C. Your, if you get down to your plan C, you will still have an amazing time. I would go even two more steps than that, but there you go. Well, you know, we're 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 getting into the season where we we need to start including newbie um, uh, tips for newbies for sure. new new Absolutely. folk. 
People have been asking, are we going to be doing a newbies uh, hangout? That's next week. Uh, so we are going to be doing um, tips for people who have never been to San Diego before. Uh, if you do know somebody who hasn't been, let them know about the hangout because next week that's what we're going to be talking about. Speaking of stuff that you can do um, outside of the convention or certainly outside of the exhibition floor and the panels, whatever, are several of the, um, the off-sites. Of course, we've heard about the San Diego uh, Symphony. That's also going to be tying in with Star Trek this year with the, uh, the concert they're going to be doing and the world premiere of uh, Star Trek Beyond. But another world premiere is going to be coming to San Diego as well. This is Batman The Killing Joke. Uh, now, this is something which I've got mixed feelings about, purely because I'm still not entirely sure that The Killing Joke is something that can be fleshed out to a feature-length um, film for myself. I just it, Then again, I turned around and said that they couldn't turn The Hobbit into three two-and-a-half-hour films and... I was pretty wrong there for some reason. But anyway. You weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. You were not wrong. They switched that sucker out big style. Um, so it's going to be happening on Friday. Um, uh, there's no determination about where it's going to be shown, uh, which room. But for something like this, it's going to be a big room. Uh, remember, you have Ballroom 20, but you also have the new rooms that's being uh, built at the um, Marriott, at the Marina. So that room could be up for grabs. So it could be in there as well. Um, featuring uh, talents such as uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. He's um, kind of determined that he's going to be in town. Uh, then again, he is also part of the new Comic-Con HQ lineup, uh, as was announced this week. So uh, he's proving to be a very busy boy. Um, so it looks like it's going to be uh, a big event. Um, like I say, it's one of those stories which is very much from the darker end of the DC uh, universe. Uh, originally uh, considered a kind of Elseworlds kind of take on things. Um, I'm, to be honest, if I'm curious about one thing, if I want to see it, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone, I'm just going to say, I just want to see it for the very end frames. Purely off the back of the conversation where uh, people were discussing about the original book and what the intention of the original book was. So if any, if I wanted to see it, it would be for that. Um, but from the screen caps we've seen, it's very much a very stylized version of The Killing Joke. If anything, that does also take it away from me because it has not the Brian Boland, John Higgins distinctive artwork um, but that's just me being a purist. Um, if you are interested, it's on the Friday. More details on the way. But uh, Warner Brothers bringing Batman The Killing Joke world premiere at San Diego Comic-Con. Okay, uh, so that's that. Um, speaking of uh, people that may be showing up at Comic-Con, um, this is off the back of a Facebook uh, conversation that took place Two days ago, uh, this was a video that was posted on James Gunn's uh, Facebook account. Uh, now, a listener's going, ah, yes, you know what. <laughs> um, which point someone, as part of the conversation, asked James Gunn, are you going to San Diego this year? At which point, he jokingly turned to the other people in the room and said, am I going to San Diego this year? I'd love to go to San Diego. That's... When he wants to reveal stuff, he can try to, and I get the feeling that 
Yes. Um, we're going to be seeing some Guardians of the Galaxy at uh, Comic-Con this year, um, which also then suggests that we're going to be seeing Marvel. At the end of the day, we had Fox take over, and uh, Marvel didn't show up at uh, Hall H on the uh, Saturday. It could be the return of Marvel uh, in Hall H, and that would just be amazing, considering that it's... we are teetering on the edge of finding out who our Captain Marvel's going to be. It's... Um, Plus, oh. there's... There's no D23 this year, so it makes sense that they're going to be in on Saturday. They're going to be in Hall H on Saturday. Yeah. I got to put in a word for. Yeah, that's going to go. Yes, Mike. Can I put in a word for Sci-Fi Channel? Okay, because Alyssa, all right, you we saw Preacher, but Sci-Fi Channel. I mean, they've actually stepped up the game so much, and and dear God in heaven, you know that you know the Expanse is so amazing. That show is just. You know, it, 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 to me, that's like that's like the sci-fi version of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Do you want to go into? Do you want to talk um, Star Trek, Leonard, or did you want to go well, into TV? Very quickly, yeah, because um, uh, people have been talking about Star Trek. Not only the party that's uh, well, the, the world premiere that's going to be taking place uh, on uh, it's on the uh, Friday, Saturday night. Get it right. I believe, isn't it? Yes. No, get it right on the preview on the preview night. Get preview right. night, Wednesday night. Um, but there's also um, all sorts of other things being celebrated as part of Star Trek 50 uh, because it's the 50th anniversary. There's plenty of exclusives, including the Entertainment Earth Star Trek bobbleheads that got announced this week, based on the original series A Mock Time episode. Uh, it has Spock and Kirk battling it out with a little button. And it's got some uh, some noises which it makes. So, you know, if something like that appeals to you. When it comes to exclusives, I'm very much a case of the... Per- I'm not one for, so like, trying to speculate on what um, exclusives will make money or do any... Get- I, if you are a Star Trek fan, this is the kind of thing that you're up for. I think it's just going to be very much uh, a cool thing. But then again, you've also got stuff happening outside of the uh, convention center as well. Uh, you have the 50 Artists uh, 50 uh, Years exhibit, which is uh, taking place in town. Alyssa is, um, I, I'm, I'm sure that you'll be up for uh, something like this, Alyssa. I may be. Um, I don't know very much about it. I tend to, to be very con uh, convention center focused. Um, I only really got outside of the con once or twice last year. It, uh, but now that I'm downtown, who knows? We'll <laughs> see how you know how things. I'm staying downtown this year, so so we'll see how how that all works. I'm not doing a lot of, of exclusives this year, but I will admit that any of the Star Trek, the uh, TOS Star Trek stuff, will appeal to me simply because it's it's what I grew up with. Um, you know, it's that, that's that's the big thing for me. Um, not so much and next gen. Well, again, uh, we would like to do and cover exclusives more on the, these hangouts as we get closer and closer. If there's anybody that would like to be our exclusives correspondent, um, if you'd like to be get in contact with us, uh, Englishman SDCC, or get in contact with Alyssa at Friends of CC on the Twitter, let us know. Uh, we'll invite you on to talk each week about exclusives. Uh, I think uh, we need to cover it a little bit more. Uh, So, yes, do Mm -hmm. let us know if uh, that's something that you can get in. Um, 
Leonard, before we move away from Star Trek, have we heard anything about how they're going to allocate those the remaining nope. tickets? Nope. <laughs> People are everybody I know who is making plans is not making plans until we know that information. Um, it's the same night as the game of bloggers, uh, not the game of bloggers, but the bloggers party, uh, which I am. Uh, would love to go to also. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's lineups going on. There's exclusive people like who are going, ah, I need to line up for my exclusives, but I don't know about Star Trek. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but you know, I, I'm going to use this and I'm going to segue into SDCC FET because. <laughs> very quickly, kind of very quickly, just uh Double back into that because um, let's just see. There was a uh, a poll that was run by the SDCC blog about which you would actually choose uh, because you've got all sorts of things to kind of pulling you left, right, and centre, especially when it comes to the Thursday. Uh, sorry, the preview night. Sorry, um, and it did, they did actually turn around and uh, say, um, which would you prefer to do? Would you line up or would you do Star Trek? And it came out at something like 63% for Star Trek. You've got real kind of... That's actually quite close uh, for a, a, a reasonably large poll. So I, I quite liked that poll. That I'm poll. doing Star Trek. That's yeah. 100%. But that's a given with me anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, personally, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have a guy with a raffle book on Thursday <laughs> afternoon. And they're just going to hand them out to... Ask every. Ask everyone to form an order. <laughs> step, 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 step. Step, 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 I okay. had to ask. I had to ask. As he turns red. No, it was MCM London Comic Con last week, uh, which meant I indulged, uh, caught up with some friends, had some uh, nice meals, and generally indulged. Um, the bike is now back on the road. Um, as of tomorrow, I'll be posting uh, my results from my uh, app, which is uh, Map My Ride, um, and I will be sharing what I'm kind of trying to do. Uh, which okay. is walk and do the, take the bike out. And yes, I'm doing what I can to okay. be SDCC fit. It's Considering just... that MCM absolutely broke me. <laughs> it's a matter of just getting out a little bit every day. And that's what I, uh, Tony Kim uh, tweeted a day or two ago that uh, he had a problem uh, that uh, – his feet and Wizard World, you know, first con of the season were 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 a little. His feet were a little hurt. So, so any the point that I'm trying to make here, guys, is just try and get out for a little bit. We've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of following of each other and encouraging of each other on the SDCC fit. So tag that. Um, we'll jump in. We'll give encouragement. Um, it's worth it. I've been doing it since uh, Thanksgiving, and ha I'm showing the results. And it's it's a wonderful thing. So please do. Anything else you'd like to add? 
Michael? Not, not at all. Um, it's my wedding anniversary a week on Monday, and I'll be indulging on that one again. So, no, I, every single time I try and get more fit, I then eat a lot. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry, uh, I, I would, guys. I would, I would just say this. You know what? I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it because you know what? When you're at Comic Con, I don't care what the pain is. We all know that we're going to push ourselves way past our ability, and it, you know what? We're going to do it. And so you hurt a little bit afterwards, you know. But eh, that's life in the big city. So you hurt. I mean, you, you we got to have a little pain there. We got to have a little pain because you know to appreciate that much more. But the, the key just, is. The key is to have pain towards the end, <laughs> not at the beginning. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be coming yeah. off Star, Star Wars Celebration. I'm going to be shattered the moment I start. So, yeah, I'm, anyway, cool. Right, um, just a couple of things that are coming in on the Q&A. Thank you very much indeed for uh, the comments. Uh, this is from uh, Magdalia again. Uh, June the 20th is the last day for these uh, people from the Star Trek Fan event to RSVP. Very good point. Uh, so we'll see how that uh, uh, kind of affects the numbers because we still have no idea how many people will actually be able to attend this thing. And if you're going to be stood up for two and a half hours watching it. Uh, well, you can sit on the grass um, having done the Star Wars one. Number one, you could sit on the grass. Number two, uh, they fit about 6,000 people in there from Hall H in the, the last year's setup. So it's going to be at least 6,000 people are going to be able to get in there. And number three, uh, the instructions for RSVPing are on the back of the badge because somebody couldn't find them and somebody asked on Twitter and they, they got the response. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, someone is also asking, how long do you think someone should get in line for the killing joke? To be fair, I don't think that's going to be a massive crush. It's going to be popular, but it's not going to be overly popular. I don't think it's going to be an, sort of like an overnight campout thing. Maybe an hour, a couple of hours beforehand. That's what I suspect, you know, to, to make sure you get a decent view of the thing. So long as they stick it in a decent sized room, I think you're going to be okay. That's just me. Do, Leonard, do we know if that if that brand new ballroom over at the Marquee is that done? Because I know before I left San Diego, they were having some issues. Yeah, uh, from what I've been told, um, there is a um, unveiling party which they are going to be steaming full steam ahead to um, kind of get ready for. Um, Apparently, we've got a couple of names. Well, I've got a couple of spaces where I can submit names to go on our behalf or on an Englishman in San Diego's behalf to attend to uh, actually check this uh, grand launch party out. But we're also trying to get um, a couple of representatives onto the Hangout to talk about it. It's um, yes, I've heard about the issues, but from what I've been told, they have they have been mostly co um, cosmetic. But the actual building itself is on course, so. Yeah, who knows? Stuff may be held up with gaffer tape, but the doors are going to open. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. There was uh, there's something else I wanted to uh, uh, point out or jump in on. Uh, someone did ask about um, Star Wars and Rogue One and whether it's going to be showing up because there was uh, a conversation with Gary Witter 
who was the original, one of the original screenwriters on Rogue One, um, basically turning around and saying, um, are you going to be attending San Diego Comic-Con? Turned around and said that uh, despite badges, I may not actually go to Comic-Con this year. Usually only go if there's something for me to promote. Nothing this year. I wouldn't take, I would take that with a pinch of salt. Two reasons. Number one, Gary Witter is notoriously um, dogmatic when it comes to his Twitter feed. Um, he's very forthright, but he doesn't... Yeah, he's very kind of... He'll let you know if he's unhappy about something, or he'll, he'll, he won't hide anything. He's saying that he's got nothing to promote. At the end of the day, he was the first draftsman on Rogue One. He's not involved with the project anymore. So I wouldn't... I would definitely take what he says with a pinch of salt, considering that he then turns around and says, uh, my guess is they're keeping all of Rogue One for celebration. How would he know? How would he know? Uh, at the end of the day, he's no longer... A, he, he, there was a massive thing where he was just not involved in the project anymore. So um, I would definitely hold what Gary Witter says with a pinch of salt. Uh, someone also mentioned as well about the badges uh, which we were talking about. Yes, I did get it wrong. It is the Walking Dead badges. Uh, it's uh, um, Negan on the badge. You're absolutely right. So I, I still think that that is going to be the, the badge we're going to get default across the board. Okay. Um, anything else? A week in TV. Go for it. A, um, we I just published uh, the FOC, a new FOCC uh, blog post that we're going to be doing on a weekly basis. Basically, it gives you a preview of what's going to happen um, this upcoming week. Uh, nothing, to be honest with folks, nothing much is happening. I will say AMC, uh, the, the headliner, is that AMC leads again with premieres this week. Uh, they've got a uh, preacher. Uh, episode two is happening. I know it's not the premiere, but now we're starting to get into a regular basis with Preacher. Uh, they've got Hell on Wheels, um, a fun Western, if you're interested. They've also got a follow-up history Western thing that they're doing. Um, and a restaurant show, which looks uh, kind of mafia third world, you know, it looks pretty interesting, called Feed the Beast. Uh, I think that's a premiering tonight also. So if you're not into um, doing the NBA or NHL playoffs this week, which apparently are going on, if you do that sports thing, <laughs> um, there are a few other things happening. Child, uh, Sci-Fi Channel is rebroadcasting the Childhood's End. Back-to-back um, -back episodes on Tuesday. FX has got the Americans finale, which is happening. Um, also, uh, Netflix I, has got. I, find, I finally caught because um, it was it's been sat on my uh, my DVR for about well for eight months now. Um, I finally caught Childhood's End. Uh, <laughs> I was a fan of the book. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I was a little underwhelmed by Childhood's End, but if you haven't caught it, it's good. You know, it's it's sci-fi. At I least episodes are fantastic. As as Mike was saying, at least and and you could speak to the expanse. At least the Sci-Fi Channel is doing science fiction. 
Well, you know, I think I'm one of the few people, but I, you know, I read the book. I've read, I've, actually, I read the book when I was young. I reread the book as an adult. I mean, when I say an adult, like, you know, like the last two years. And then I've, I've actually rewatched the entire thing. It's, it's way better than I think we think it is. It's just, after seeing it twice, I watched it a little bit more closely and I watched, obviously the production values were outstanding, okay? First of all, these were all very good actors and production values were outstanding. But I watched it again, and I remembered the book. And the book, I read it as a child, and I read it as an adult. The book doesn't age well. And I think that, that if, if you read it when a child and then you saw the movie, you go like, or, or the TV version, you're like, oh, it's not as good. Well, if, if you read the book again as an adult, you go like, the TV really kind of picked up a couple of things that it made it better, in my opinion. I mean, but you've got you to read it again as an adult because it doesn't age well. It, it really doesn't because... Some of the things that he took for granted, how the people would react, the TV version actually had the way people react a lot more close to the way the world we're living in now. It really does compared to the book. Hmm. So I'm just saying, I, I, I did them both, and, and, I, and I get it. And it could have been better, yeah, but, you know, everything's not the expanse. Expanse is unusual. I mean, that, that is, like, really good. That's that's a great show. I I love that. It's a hard science fiction show. Yes. Um, yes. And I I did see. Speaking of the Sci Fi Channel coming up, there um, those two shows that they they that they've got the um, Dark Matter uh, and Killjoys. <laughs> Killjoys. I think and, it was July first. They're coming yeah, back right, season right. two. I was Absolutely. like, yes. I am looking forward to that in in uh, uh, July. We will be covering that absolutely. I managed, I managed to speak to the Dark Matter cast at um, MCM last week. Um, no, I, I can drop all sorts of names this week. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I spoke to the cast. Um, very interesting. And what they talk, they were talking about how the the the, the scope of this, the next season, uh, they're definitely aiming for uh, this epic uh, sci-fi. Uh, I really did like... Uh, from just talking, because I've not actually seen this, the show, um, but um, from what they were talking about, they were just very enthusiastic about how they, how the ensemble um, cast worked, and also just the, the the tone that they're aiming for. I was just very uh, thrilled with that. The other name that I can drop as well, I spoke to the agents of Shield cast. Uh, they were fun, um, you know, just yeah, just. A, but the other thing as well that uh, we were talking about in terms of TV shows. Um, didn't actually get to a face to face, but I was in the room when uh, they did the uh, uh, the premiere screening or the screening of episode one of Preacher. Watch that show; it fucking rocks. <laughs> it is awesome. It, it is so good. I mean, that's that's. Oh, I, oh my god, it's all oh over god. the place, but it's great, isn't it? Jeepers, creepers! Did I not say this to everybody like two weeks ago? Watch this show. Garth Ennis is just an amazing mind. Yeah. All of us, you know. They showed it at WonderCon, right? We saw the pilot at WonderCon. Wasn't that just incredible? Oh, my God. And then we have to talk to all the people, too. That wasn't, I mean, seriously, this this show is like a whole other dimension. I mean, it's it's in its own world. You got to admit, that. It is you. You cannot you cannot figure out what's going. This show is just too amazing, in my opinion. That's just, just me. Okay. I I think he likes it, kids. Um, 
the, so, I mean, there's ones in it where we actually have um, Jesse go full flight and in a bar, <sighs> knocking down some uh, heads and taking names. Yes. I actually turned around and went, whoa, <laughs> there's some moves in that that it's, it's just, no, it's very, very cool. Do check if, it out if you've not seen it yet. If you haven't watched the talking, uh, the talking, uh, I want to say the talking dead, but the talking preacher <laughs> show that, um, that he did after the episode, I think it was the premiered last Sunday. If you get a chance to find that on the web and watch it, because he had Seth Rogen, he had Jesse, he had um, the executive producer there, and they really, since it's the only talking show that was on, um, yeah. they really kind of gave you an idea about their thought process behind it. And that fight scene, when Jesse is smiling, He's finally letting loose, and he's got that smile on his face. Brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. It was. It was. You're right. It was absolutely brilliant. We've never seen that before. Think of it. We've never seen that before. And he was yeah. just smiling, just bam. Oh, my God. So good. And, and, and then Tula. Oh, come on. You know, Tula. Let's not forget Tula. Oh, my God. Talks about Preacher. Yes. <laughs> this is how you make a bazooka, you know. This is like you know teaching a, an eight-year-old how to make God love it, <laughs> you know. Tula um, is amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. That whole ensemble, that threesome of Tulip, uh, the Irish, uh, the Irish vampire who uh, not sparkly. Watch it. Yeah. Brilliant. You gotta rewatch it. Anyway, so, um, new shows this week. Well, we'll get off the preacher because we've, we've talked about that. Um, we've talked about, uh, Hell on Wheels, Feed the Beast, Voltron. Netflix is doing Voltron this week, releasing it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. It, that will be interesting. Um, there's something interesting on, I think it's the History Channel. They're doing something called Barbarians Rising, which if they take the, if they go into the, um, that Barbarian show that I like, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Viking show. Thank you, Leonard. What would I do without you? If they take that same kind of vibe with the Viking show and go into the Barbarians Rising, it's all about the fall of the Roman Empire. It could be good. It could really suck, too. I don't know. Um, but ongoing shows, um, Game of Thrones, Outcast, Preacher, uh, Twelve Monkeys, Turn, that's your week in television. We will be back next week. Cool. <laughs> Make some stuff. Um, right, uh, let's uh, wrap things up then because uh, I think we've talked enough. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. But let's do our uh, giveaway first. Uh, we have been uh, um, so asking you to send in your uh, tweets. Um, and we have a random chosen one, which I've done my uh, random number generator. And we've chosen the uh, random one. Congratulations to Super Cat Chick. You have won yourself a Punisher Tunic Tee because it's awesome. And you're awesome, and I'd be awesome in it. <laughs> hey, listen, I take compliments with the best of them, so, you know. Uh, completely random, but yes, congratulations, uh, Super Cat Chick. You have got yourself uh, a Dark Bunny Tees tea. We are going to be giving one away at the beginning of next week's show, which, by the way, is going to be a noobs show. Uh, so if you are 
first-timer at San Diego Comic-Con, or if you know anyone who's a first-timer, get them to watch next week, because we're going to be dishing out all sorts of hints and tips from our, our vast wealth of knowledge. Um, I've been going since 2010. I'm a newbie myself, for God's sake. Um, anyway, so... Um, Anyway, yes, do watch next week. Next week, And at the beginning, we are going to be giving out another T-shirt. All you have to do is, over the course of the next seven days, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or on iTunes, or if you're watching back on YouTube, send in a tweet. Give me my DBT is the hashtag. Uh, also, tag in DartBunnyTees. Go to their website at DartBunnyTees.com. Choose your favorite shirt from their massive range that they've got. Tell us why you think it's the best one there. And we'll uh, randomly choose one next week before the start of the show. So there we go. Right, to wrap things up then, um, just a little bit of a, a thing. Um, as you may have spotted on uh, one or two Twitter feeds, um, CCI have been getting in contact with people confirming their application for panels, um, which is fun and, fun and games. It's nice to know that that information is going out. People are now being able to nail down uh, their um, arrangements. They, ha they are being given rooms and dates and times. Um, they are not allowed to announce or reveal anything, which is why I can't reveal anything myself. Because, yes, I submitted for a San Diego Comic-Con panel, and I've been confirmed. Um, so, yes, you're going to find me in the room um, on one of the days at Comic-Con. Um, I can tell you what the title of the um, panel is going to be. Um, I honestly can't tell you much more than that. I can tell you we have got some great guests that are going to be on the panel. Um, it's going to be a an hour panel, so a 50-minute panel, and it's going to be about the British invasion. Uh, it's called Spirit of 86, and it's about that period in comics history when um, there was... Uh, the British talent that was strip-mined, such as Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons, uh, Neil Gaiman, brought over to the, U to the US and uh, brought out some truly seminal pieces of work, Swamp Thing, uh, Watchmen, V for Vendetta, all of these um, pieces of comic work which introduced a very literary sense to comics. We're going to be talking about... Um, some of the notable titles. We're going to be talking about the history of that um, influx of talent from the UK and its impact, even today, on the contemporary comic scene. So, uh, pay attention to The British Invasion, Spirit of 86. It's a panel that I'm doing at Comic-Con. Nice. Yay, I'm congratulations. I'm absolutely <laughs> nervous as hell. But it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So there we go. Um, right. Uh, as part of that, of all the information that I can tell you, um, I will. I can say that um, there, you will find out from people when it comes to details within the next week and a half. Okay? So you're going to certainly hear from people about what their panels are and the guests they've got involved. That's going to be in the next week and a half or so. But you're not going to hear anything about the panels until two weeks before, which means, confirmed, you're going to be getting that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two weeks before Comic-Con. Okay? Which means you are looking at 
if I get my dates right, the 30th, the 1st, the 2nd, and the 3rd. Have I got my dates right there? I think I have. Um, one, two, I don't know. I think it may be the, follow, the following week, the, um, the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Now I've said it, you see. Yeah. <laughs> but two weeks, Sorry. Before, two weeks before, we are going to be hearing about panels. So that, that's your confirmation on that. Right, that's me, and that's uh, my guest. Thank you very much indeed to Alyssa. Um, where have, uh, yes, it is the following week. Someone has actually just confirmed. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's the following week. So, Alyssa, <laughs> where, hey, listen, Alyssa got her dates wrong. <laughs> oh, we fact, hey, we fact check. absolutely need to fact check both of us <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, absolutely, we try and do it for each other because we're friendly that way. But, <laughs> you know, double check everything. Uh, I think Neil is actually going to be hand walking me to it to make sure <laughs> I get to the right room. So, Congrats, first off, congratulations on being accepted for a panel. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. You will be hearing, uh, for the new folk out there, you will be hearing from individual people saying that they have a panel at Comic-Con um, like Leonard just did. We just don't know the specifics until they're until it's announced. <clears throat> exactly. People can find me at thefriendsofcc.com forward slash forum. We also have a great blog at thefriendsofcc.com where you'll find the new uh, uh, pieces that we're doing on television. You'll find links to the Hangout and occasional uh, blogs on stuff that we're interested in. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. See you next week. Michael, it's been a pleasure, sir. If anything, for the, the information on the wait list and for you just going full fanboy on Preacher. That was that was fun. Oh, that's that show is so good. Uh, let's not forget Outcast just, just came on too, so I I'm not sure about that one. So I think we're I think let's give a wait and see on that one. Okay. But uh, just real quick, I think you're gonna ask me uh, where they can find me so that I'm I'm on Twitter and Facebook, but Twitter at M I C L P E A. And so I'm, I'm basically there all the time, so you might want to drop me a line or something, that's fine. Excellent. Um, Super Cat Chick is saying thank you very much indeed for the uh, the prize. Uh, no worries at all. Congratulations. Uh, she's also saying uh, rules are meant to be broken, just saying. I'm not, no way, I'm not breaking any rules on this one. I'm saying nothing. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you can find me at uh, EnglishmanSDCC on the Twitter. You can also find me um, EnglishmanSDCC pretty much anywhere, uh, apart from on the Friends of CC forum, where you can find me as UKDJ. Um, you can just type in an EnglishmanInSanDiego.com or EnglishmanInSanDiego into pretty much most uh, social medias. That's where you'll find me. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Next week is Noobs Special. So it's going to be all about tips and tricks and uh, helpful hints to attend your first San Diego Comic-Con next year, or this year. Do take care, and we'll see you uh, next, next Sunday. Till then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.